The following program was made possible by the generosity of those who have determined to hold fast to the true Roman Catholic religion, as expounded by the Roman Catholic Church before the disasters of Vatican II and the so-called New Mass. And welcome again to What Catholics Believe. This is a very short uh, recap, as it were, on the uh, elections that are now just less than two days away. Actually, not only a recap, but a kind of a pre-mortem with developments that have happened even in the last few days. Uh, years ago, a dear friend of mine who was now deceased, God rest his soul, told me that he was being groomed as a young junior executive in the uh, medical field, medical business field. He was being groomed to become a uh, senior level manager. And he said that as a requirement for moving up the corporate ladder in his, in his company, he had to undertake uh, some uh, a program a psychological program. I don't know if it was EST or whatever, but back then, the 70s and 80s, there were a lot of these psychological programs to uh, oh, get people uh, thinking in a certain way. They, the businesses said it was uh, part of their, their corporate identity and trying to get the management team all of one mind and um, basically involved in the same culture. The uh, problem is that uh, these programs that were introduced for their executives were very much uh, at least bordering on the occult and seemed to be a kind of an introduction to the occult. Well, my good friend uh, told me that's exactly what he found. He was assigned a mentor to actually bring him along <clears throat> in this uh, psychological sort of a strange mind-bending program to enable him to assume the ranks, uh, to uh, join the ranks of the other senior level management. And um, he was very much troubled by it, though. He wasn't really a practicing Catholic so much at that time, but he knew there was something strange about it. So he finally asked his mentor one day, who was a good friend of his, what exactly was happening here with all of this stuff about being given a mantra and having to uh, do some transcendental meditation, uh, reciting his mantra over and over again. And his mentor actually came clean and told him that the mantra is actually the name of a Hindu god. Uh, you know that the Hindus believe in about 10,000 so-called gods. And uh, my good friend, uh, called Larry, was given a mantra as a name of a Hindu god to invoke, uh, reciting the mantra, invokes the Hindu god to come to one and to become that person's guide in the spirit world. So uh, Larry understood then at that point why he was so uncomfortable, because uh, his Catholic training of old had taught him this was dabbling in the occult, to invoke some kind of a, a spirit from the other world, to be a guide in the spirit world. And then the mentor told him that he, the mentor, had begun to astral project, that he um, 
began to actually have out-of-body experiences and he related to Larry some of these out-of-body experiences he had. Well, we as Catholics would say this is definitely dabbling with satanic forces. This man had no background that we have, evidently. So he just thought it was, well, originally a bit of scary, then it's somewhat cool, and uh, actually cool literally, because he said when his spirit would wander, <clears throat> he would eventually return to his body, and his body would be as cold as death. He said that he'd be shivering terribly for a while until his body temperature had climbed up again uh, to comfortable levels. And uh, he said that he feared astral projecting again, as he told my friend, because it was so delightful that he feared that he would never return. Now, this is truly dabbling in the occult. More than dabbling in the occult, it's practicing the occult. And uh, Larry dropped out of the program. Uh, it gave him, the litter in common parlance, it gave him the creeps. <clears throat> he knew he was being drawn into the occult, become part of this corporate culture. <clears throat> but it was the occult that was the corporate culture. And the senior executives all had to get into this. <clears throat> well, now we have in America, not only this corporate culture of the occult, uh, major, major corporations, multi-billion dollar corporations, often tech, technological corporations, and medical field corporations, and so on. Uh, but we're also uh, wedding that together with the entertainment field. And the entertainment field has gotten very deeply into the occult. Uh, the Illuminati, the all-seeing eye, the symbol that is being given, uh, the, the secret signs and symbols that are incorporated into the music videos by the so-called artists. And uh, so it is that um, you have the entertainment people getting involved in this. And uh, curiously enough, they're also kind of joining forces with the corporate field. Uh, it seems that the stars of the corporate field are joining together with the stars of the entertainment field. And they're both joining with the stars in the political arena. And uh, now we have just found out not long ago, well, actually within the last 48 hours or so, that uh, what we had suspected for a long time, and for good reason, and what a number of people had already known for a fact, but felt it was just too um, fantastic to divulge because people would not believe it, <clears throat> would find it incredible. There were a few... Uh, rather stalwart souls who were sounding the alarm and warning that our government has basically been taken over by a, a cabal of occultists. In the highest levels of the American government, we have an actual uh, secret society of occultists. They're, they actually perhaps don't have a name um, for their group. It's, it's a kind of cabal. Um, but they... Um, they actually practice the occult, and they practice it together. And uh, they are very much involved with uh, the so-called entertainment stars um, of music, the music industry in particular, and the film industry, very much involved with them. They have them appearing for them, campaigning for them, and so on. 
And uh, they, they also have filled the government with people like them. So that this cabal uh, promotes itself, but also protects itself, protects its members. There's no great love lost among them. And the only thing, perhaps, that draws them together is their lust for power and realizing that the occult is their way to power. And in that sense, it is truly satanic. Satanic. Um, no matter what form it might take, the Wiccans or uh, some kind of corporate uh, occultic uh, astral projection sort of um, occult religion or um, just out-and-out Satanism, um, they are bound together by this occultic uh, force that promises them power, that they can attain power, and they can uh, secure their hold on power and maintain their power at the expense of everyone else. And uh, there's, it's also a bit of a death cult. And that shows that it really is satanic. That those involved in this cabal, and they're at the highest, highest levels of the American government, They've gotten themselves in by promoting themselves, by promoting each other, by protecting each other whenever their crimes or their, uh, their perversions become public. Um, they, they actually um, uh, gather around, rally around to protect each other. When I, when I say <clears throat> the corporate world and I say the political world, have joined forces with the entertainment industry. I'm referring also to the media. Uh, journalism, so-called, um, has been put to death in this country by the advocates, advocacy of the media. And I consider them to be part of the entertainment business now, too. So they've all joined forces together, and they're all pretty much dominated by this occultic cabal that has promoted itself to power uh, across the board in these areas in our country. And this is a formula for the worst kind of tyranny possible. Uh, Father Amorth, the exorcist who just passed away, God rest his soul, said that uh, the leader of a country, if he's possessed by Satan, perfectly possessed by Satan, he can actually turn the country into a, like a satanic compound. He didn't use the language this way, but I'm interpreting what his words are. And uh, so it was with Stalin, and so it was with Hitler. Um, and uh, perhaps he, Pol Pot, he didn't say that. Perhaps Mao Zedong. But these, these tyrants uh, really gloried in death. Uh, Mao Zedong is quoted uh, as boasting that 20 million uh, lives had been put to death, had been destroyed for the glories of communism. Uh, there's only one force in a creation that talks about this, uh, wanton murders of the innocent for the glory with Satan. Satan is the one, and, and there's clearly a mark of Satan in all of this. So we have this occult cabal, this, this plutocracy going on in our government here. And they, they have a stranglehold, it seems, on the government, and they want to keep it. And they even want to strengthen it. They want to, to f tighten their grip in this election <clears throat> by the election of, uh, of Hillary Clinton. In my opinion, that is exactly what, what they are doing. And so uh, we find that her, I think it is her campaign manager, John Podesta, right? 
Um, and his brother were invited to a dinner ceremony, an occultic ceremony called spirit cooking. It was led by this woman, Marina Abramovic, who was a Serbian, whose parents were actually uh, decorated as heroes uh, for the communist government and uh, the, in the Red Takeover. And um, very cruel to her. And so she grew up clearly disturbed, mentally very disturbed, and became a performance artist. I don't want you to look her up because... Her so-called art is nothing but perversion. It is complete perversion. And it shows the complete perversion of the spirit of this person. Uh, she glories in pain. She revels in death. And she, uh, she promotes perversion. It's as though her whole life is, revolves around performing these things. Uh, one of the things that she's famous for is the performance where she surrounded herself with weapons, laying them on the ground around her, on the table around her, lay down, and then invited people to come and do whatever they wanted to her with any of these weapons. Cut her, slash her, uh, strangle her, whatever. Um, and uh, at first they were very reluctant to do so, but as one became more bold, the next one would, and you had ordinary people coming out of the crowd then and doing unspeakable things to her. Now this is truly satanic, truly satanic. And uh, it is no surprise, therefore, to find out that such a, a, a cultural luminary as Lady Gaga praised her for this, considers her to be um, the most uh, liberated, the, the freest person on the planet, because she does things like this. Well, this is the satanic definition of liberty, to do such grotesque and filthy and evil things. And I can see Lady Gaga admiring this. She is one of these so-called performers, and I guess you might call her like, like Abramovic, another performance artist, um, who um, really indulges very deeply into the occult symbolism in her performances. And no wonder she would uh, look up to Abramovic and consider her to be sort of a, a guru, a, a, an idol almost, an idol of hers, because of the perversion uh, which this woman practices, and which actually, she, she's like a prophet of perversion, prophetess of perversion. So, in any case, uh, this idea of uh, the democratic uh, leadership taking part in this, uh, I know, I know we're, we, people are being mocked and ridiculed for, number one, thinking that he, Podesta actually took an active part in this, being mocked and ridiculed uh, for uh, suggesting that there's anything wrong with it, even if he did. This is normal. This is, this is what they do. I mean, they, they do the same thing about abortion. They do the same thing about uh, euthanasia. They, they treat everybody the same way who stands in the way of their agenda. They mock them, they ridicule them, they lie through their teeth. But these are people who traffic in the murder of babies. And so this is what we would expect from them. That not only do they lie, uh, not shamelessly, but they're very proud of their lies. They boast of their lies. They glory in their lies. And the more outrageous the lie, uh, the more they give each other high fives. And uh, they, they, they love 
error, they love lies, and they hate truth. They just hate it. And anyone who tells the truth, as far as they're concerned, is marked for death or destruction, social death, <coughs> the reputation being destroyed, or, or even worse. So we shouldn't be surprised uh, to find that there is this cabal in the highest echelons of our own government. Uh, we see the consequences in our own country. And uh, one of the ways that we can tell this, uh, this cabal is at work, uh, and that it is satanic, is the fact that these people uh, who are involved in this, they actually rejoice in abortion. They rejoice in it. They love it. They love the idea of the murder of children. They light up with beautiful smiles on their faces when they're talking about abortion. As if they're talking about something splendid, as they're talking about their heaven, their ultimate, the apotheosis of all that they stand for, all that they hold dear, abortion. They love the thought of the murder of these children. Watch them when they talk about it. They don't lament it. <coughs> they boast of it. They're filled with joy. You can see their eyes light up when they're talking about abortion. The head of Planned Parenthood, uh, uh, the head of the, 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 the Democratic nominee for the presidency of the United States of America, she just loves abortion. Glories wants to ride, as I say, this tidal wave of, of baby's blood into the White House. To her, this is something wonderful. In its own right, it's just glorious in itself. This is evil. This is downright Satanism is what it is. We shouldn't be surprised. We've seen it happen. We just have been holding back thinking, well, it couldn't really be that, could it? It couldn't really be that, but it is. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly what it is. It is absolute satanic, and it is absolute Satanism. And now we know that it's not just uh, some kind of implicit Satanism. It's explicit. It is absolutely explicit. The joining of all the occult forces together, Wicca, Satanism and all the rest, and even though they might say, they might criticize each other and all the rest, just as Hitler criticized Stalin and Stalin criticized Hitler, they're, they're monsters. They were both monsters, and they were both socialists. And when they're rivals, of course, then they will attack each other with a fury. But when their allies look out, when their allies look out, we're seeing happening here what happened in our Lord's life when all of his enemies, who hated each other with a vicious animosity, decided to lay all of that aside and meet together because they hated him most of all. All of their hatred for that moment was directed on him, and they laid aside all their differences that made them ordinarily want to destroy each other, to focus all of their energies and all of their attention on destroying our Lord. We're seeing that happening in the world today with regard to the true faith, to the true religion to the true Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ. There's this common common hatred of him that is galvanizing all of these evil forces. And this brings me down to the point of this talk here. And that is, uh, Bishop Sheen raised a question once. Uh, he, he asked, what is the difference between an evil person and a bad person? He asked, is there a difference? He said, yes, there is a real difference between a bad person and an evil person. He said a bad person is one who does bad things because he gains something from it. <clears throat> he may peddle pornography because it makes him rich. He may 
indulge in all kinds of uh, promiscuity because it, it makes him feel pleasure and makes him feel happy about himself and actually feeds his vanity as well as his lust. But in this case, the person who's doing these things is doing them not necessarily because he loves the evil, but he loves the benefit, the result, the good that he gets out of it. Um, it's like somebody who, who pursues a, a, an evil trade because it pays. That's a bad person. <clears throat> we might recognize that in one of the candidates who just enjoys certain bad things, certain evil things. He enjoys them not because he rejoices in the evil itself, but because it feeds his ego, uh, it, 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 it gives him some kind of lustful pleasure. That's a bad person. But an evil person is someone who actually rejoices in the evil itself, rejoices in the evil for evil's sake, because that person is so deranged that that person has actually decided that evil is her good. And she rejoices in evil. It pleases her because, again, the sense of power in performing evil means so much. And so uh, one can actually learn to murder babies and rejoice in their deaths. That is evil. Bishop Sheen said, <clears throat> what separates evil from good in a person is that the evil from bad, I beg your pardon, evil from bad is that a bad person has something to gain from the evil and even may be sorry for the evil that is done and wish he didn't have to do it, but he's willing to do it for the sake of whatever he can get out of it in terms of worldly goods. But the evil person actually destroys the innocence of the soul, rejoices in seeing the destruction of innocence. And here we have in abortion the ultimate of that um, <clears throat> as a physical evil, destroying the innocent, destroying the innocent in the womb. Those who are guilty of no sin of their own. <clears throat> the step beyond that is to take an innocent soul in a state of grace and someone who rejoices in perverting that soul and and uh, and actually destroying the life of grace in that soul and making that soul as wicked as itself. This is a satanic evil. And this satanic evil we say and we see in play right now in this election and this difference between the bad and the evil. We see that personally represented, embodied before us in the Republican and Democratic candidates for the presidency of the United States of America. We see a, uh, a use of bad for the sake of whatever gain it may grant to one's ego or one's libido, on the one hand, and just downright rejoicing in what is evil and taking pleasure in the sense of power that comes from doing what is evil and lording over what is evil. This is the choice that is put before us. <clears throat> the evil poor person is almost entirely irreformable, though, because of these, well, if you talk about the six sins that, that are sins against the Holy Ghost, they are the sins of the evil person. And our Lord says they cannot be given, forgiven in this world or in the next. Why? 
because they rule out the grace, they, they absolutely reject the grace of repentance. And that's why they cannot be reformed. That's why they cannot, um, they cannot be forgiven. Because the evil person has actually ruled out the possibility of repentance and an absolute rejection of the grace of God. It would take a, a miracle of grace and uh, so many prayers and sacrifices to make any any dent in that in that in that evil <clears throat> that they have set up to absolutely uh, despise the grace of God and actually have an, a hatred for God and all things good. But the bad person can be reformed. The bad person can repent. The bad person can realize I've done these bad things for the sake of worldly gain and I was wrong and I and I'm sorry we see the example in King David who did some very very bad things but he was repentant very lustful things even hateful murderous things he did and but he did repent and uh, so it is today standing here on the very threshold of the elections of 2016, uh, we see in the presidential race this, this dramatic contrast here between the bad and the evil. And there is no choice. There is no choice for those who would do God's will in this. <clears throat> And um, if there's a choice between just downright evil and supporting the, 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 the love of evil and the lust for evil and the rejoicing of evil, and uh, even someone who does bad things but is capable of repentance, well, that is where we have to go. If that's the choice that is offered that really will make a difference, uh, that's the choice we're offered that effectively is really the only choice that is going to be generally uh, effective and uh, and uh, come to come to pass and and uh, take the reins of this country it would be very downright evil mortally sinful to choose the evil in this case we have to choose what can be reformed by the power of prayer, where there is any hope, that's where we have to go with this. In the other direction, I would say, certainly humanly speaking, there is no hope uh, but a satanic tyranny. Well, may God bless you all.